On this episode of the Hyperfast Agent Podcast, we are joined by Thad Wise from First Savings Mortgage, Samer Qureshi from the One Street Company, Craig Northup from Northup Realty, and Carrie Scholl from the Carrie Scholl Team. Listen in as the local panel presents at the Hyperfast Sales Summit. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Hyperfast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyperfast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyperfast. Thank you all, of course, for, for joining us, and thanks for letting me be part of this. And thank, thank you, everybody out there, for joining us. We've got somewhat limited time, so rather than have me talk about a bunch of stuff, I think we maybe want to just jump right into the questions and allow you guys to share and impart some knowledge. So, Sam, you've got the, you've got the mic, so you're first. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yep. Do you want to give just a little introduction about yourself? Anything pertinent you want to share? Sure. I've been uh, Sam Qureshi. I'm the president and founder of the One Street Company down in Maryland, D.C. and Virginia. Been in business since I was 18 years old. I'm 39 now. Still dinosaur in the game. Still <laughs> kicking it. Just enjoying, enjoying life, building a collaborative environment, really trying to change the game to be, you know, you know something like that's more community oriented, bring agents together. I think, you know, the business has been so long, everyone's so individual that I think coming together, understanding the industry can really help the consumer and really change the game moving mm-hmm. forward. Awesome. Awesome. Maybe we'll, we'll let everybody do quick intros. Uh, actually, I started when I was 18 years old too. So there you go. Um, 35 years ultimately in the business. Uh, we, my wife and I partnered, actually very complimentary to what you're doing um, in, the, um, in 2000 actually. And if you're going to do it anyway, why not be the best? We became number one in the nation three times. And then we call we call reach one, teach one. And now we're ultimately teaching. We're a brokerage who has grown 30 teams so far. Proud to say one of them just hit a million GCI yesterday, which is exciting news when someone else does it. You know, it's kind of incredible to, to watch others. So it's been great. It's called North of Realty now and uh, just proud about where we are and proud to be here. I really watching your growth and what you're doing here is just outstanding. So I applaud these guys. Let's give a round of applause. Fantastic job. I think they all know who you are, but you're welcome. I do have something to say. I'm offended. I'm 39 too. So you just called me a dinosaur. <laughs> I'm totally, I'm totally messing with you. We're not extinct yet, right? Yeah. No, no, still growing, still thriving. Do you uh, have your own mic, Thad? I do. Okay, cool. I'll live? just pass back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Just, just you guys are good. Cool. So, all right. Well, um, well, yeah. We'll we'll take it back to Samer then. Hot topic. Obviously, the pandemic it had it, it caused everyone to have to shift everything in life. So, how did how did you learn from the pandemic, and what shifts did you make in your business to to keep things moving? So I think it was March, um, whenever kind of March 11th. I remember that when the NBA shut down and everything started going down the drain from there. I think those first two weeks were pretty scary, not knowing what's going to happen. Um, but to be honest with you, I mean, we're now in October. It's been probably the best year I've had in my career. Um, I've been through 01. I've been through 08. I think, you know, you have to learn. You have to go through drama and stress and to really figure out who you are. Look, real estate is easy in a way, but you're never going to be good at what you do if you don't deal with problems and, and obstacles. You know, if it was easy, we wouldn't have a lot of agents, Right. Uh, but basically, it was able to like kind of look back this year and see all the pieces that we put in play that it's like a biggest stress test you can have of your business. Uh, the fact that we instill technology, 
leadership. You know, we always taught agents how to save for the rainy day. Now we're in a thunderstorm. So, you know, a lot of times we're living paycheck to paycheck, but we don't think about the future because it's really about what's in front of us. Uh, but being able to look back at all the things we've taught the agents, you know, their business goals, learning how to be more than one dimensional, learning how to be the top 1%, learning how to be valuable, especially with an online world that we're in. Uh, most people are starting their search online and how do you get out there? Your online reputation is key. Uh, but we've been able to re really come together as one really help each other thrive, pivot, talk about, you know, how to be successful in this type of market. And as a leader, it's been great to see that what you put in play is actually working and also just keeping people's confidence up. I mean, it's really comes down to you're the probably the biggest obstacle in your entire life. Um, and through this, you're able to kind of bring people together and see what they're all about. So I've been pretty thankful to kind of go through this market um, and go through it with our, with our team um, to grow. And I think, you know, ultimately you can learn a lot from this type of situation. Awesome. Good. Actually, this is a good segue into to the question for you, Craig. Given your, your history, you've been doing this a long time. Yeah, I feel a little old now between these guys. Experienced. <laughs> experienced. experienced. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Um, but it, it's easy, I think, for all of us to, to either get the burnout factor or maybe somewhat uh, start to become complacent a little bit. How do you keep it going and how do you, you motivate your, uh, your agents? Well, I think one of the things that Carrie said up here is you got to love what you do. Right. And I think it shows with your energy. Energy is contagious. So it's a smile. Try it. It's kind of fun. Right. So, you know, ultimately, first thing is, is this, you know, I always say be a rookie. Right. Because when you were a rookie, everything was new to you. Everything was exciting to you. Everything was amazing. So I call it called being a seasoned rookie. So I remind my agents that actually being a veteran is a handicap. OK, because, yes, I know more. But by knowing more, I also decide more of what things are going to happen. I overthink it. And therefore I don't make that call or I don't show up at that, you know, that opportunity or I don't follow up, follow back and follow through. Right. I don't do some of the things because I know better, but actually I don't. And wow. as a seasoned rookie, you're actually has a much better, uh, you know, I always say edge because ultimately your first call is like, Oh my God, it's like a kid in the candy store. Right. Oh my God. I love you, baby. Right. It's good stuff. And if you can keep that energy and passion through your whole career, Oh my God, I, I, I promise you everything you can ever want. It's amazing that these rookies, you saw one house, you have your best year ever. It's hard to have my best year every, every year, right? Because I got to keep out doing myself, right? So it gets harder and harder. But guess what? That rookie is what makes a difference. And then calls, you make the calls, and you get somebody on the phone, it's really fun, <laughs> and then you have some fun. <laughs> Us as senior, you know, you know, dinosaurs, I wouldn't go that far. 39, that scares me, right? <laughs> but actually, think about it. We overthink everything. The veterans overthink it, and then they don't do it. You know, the problem with the availability, you know, you got to be available. The problem is you got to say you're busy. Busy what? It's called RPA. You should know what that name is and how it means. RPA every day. Figure out that way. Be a seasoned rookie. And I can assure you, you will never become complacent again. That's great. Awesome. Good. Carrie, you've seen lots of different markets as well, and your team is constantly evolving and changing. Uh, maybe if we could talk about, about lead gen. Uh, you know, just because sometimes things are just coming in, but when the market shifts, you might have to market a little bit more, actually hit the streets, maybe take it back to some, some simple things that we all learned when we first started going. Could you talk about that? Just some quick advice on, on how to handle that. Absolutely. So with the idea of the 
the name of this event, right? Pivot, not pause. I think in lead generation this year, we had to do that pretty dramatically. And so we immediately, I mean, I think it was March 14th when we made the call that we were pivoting dramatically. Our marketing team started working on a lot of content and started focusing on generating leads virtually for our coaching members, they know this because they were seeing what we were doing. They were seeing the ads, but we were trying to attract people who were feeling differently about the pandemic, right? So a lot of people were very afraid. And some of the people who are the most afraid had the most dramatic need to get support and get their home sold, right? So just by understanding the psychology of the buyer, the psychology of the seller, the psychology of the buyer who was terrified because they were not going to be able to pay their mortgage for long, the psychology of the seller who needed more space because they were going to be trapped in their home with four children, right? And figuring out how to lean in and support them and be there for them and attract them to the way we had our business set up, there were a lot of steps that had to happen beyond just generating the lead, but knowing how to convert it, right? So for me as the team leader, it was about thinking through, okay, it's one thing to take the call, but then from the point that you take the call, how do you book someone into an appointment selling their home virtually? If they're not comfortable seeing anyone and they're not comfortable with anyone in their home, what do you need to plan for and what needs to take place? So we just took it all the way down the line. We went from developing a completely new listing presentation to teaching our agents how to implement it to me. I know you're like a coach, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the, for me, I wanted to see my team execute on going through that process to make sure that I gave them the right advice to be successful in a different environment than they were used to. So it was all of that to make it work. And we'll present a little bit more later in the day about our numbers, but I was really proud of how we came together and we're up 40% over last year. So it's huge. Thank you. Thank you. To uh, to that point, Samer, we'll talk we'll talk a little technology because I know that that's somewhere where that, that you've really been thriving and keeping your own personality with your clients while also getting a, you know getting a good presence online. Clearly, that's what we all need to do. And frankly, I could use some advice on this too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been doing uh, lead gen I think now for eleven years. Um, I think we've done over one point six billion in sales last seven, about fifty percent being from the internet. Look, you know, you people buy houses on the ground. You can buy real estate on the cloud. Um, and we've been able to really, you know, level up on impressions. At the end of the day, there were 6,000 transactions last year. I think 2 million real estate agents, 50% started online. I mean, if you don't, can't, if you can't figure it out yet, the trend to online is going to grow more and more. People are at home. I think Zillow the other day said they had over 200 million unique visitors per month. Obviously, if you know me, I'm big into that platform. Um, and we've you know crushed out on it. But because of all being diversified, um, not only from referrals and your sphere and repeat business, but going out there to have a bigger reach has really helped us, again, up 40%, just like Carrie. Um, you know, at the end of the day, volcanoes aren't making more land, right? So you have to kind of put yourself in a position where you can take market share and you can diversify. The pandemic should teach you that if you're only working on your sphere of influence and they're just sitting at home, they're not leaving the house. What are you going to do? 
And that's why, you know, taking preparations, if you haven't done it yet, you should start to think about how to diversify into the online lead gen, you know, being a part of a team that can support you, for example, if you can't spend the capital um, and looking at the future, because one day this could happen again. And what are you going to do? You want to learn from this type of stuff, not say, oh, I missed the boat and I missed the boat. I feel like I missed the boat multiple times throughout the years and got crushed. But remember this, your online reputation is an interview without you being there, right? It's not really always, I think as I've grown from a small boutique from Germantown, Maryland to going to DC, which is more global, it's not really my company name that sells. If you haven't realized it yet in real estate, it's you right? It's you're the business, you're the entrepreneur, you're the one who's independent, even if you work under an umbrella. And you have to take care of yourself and put yourself out there. And you, you can't really defend yourself online either. So you have to see what the reverse engineering looks like for that and really look at diversification. Talk to people, network. I mean, being here is great. You have some really high level people that have done it already. Why reinvent the wheel? Learn from their mistakes. And that's the part of the community that I was talking about earlier is that I don't have to be defensive. I don't have to hide secrets. I don't care. I'm me. I'm going to work my ass off to do whatever I need to do. And it's okay to share. It's okay to come together, regardless of what company you work at. At least that's my mentality. You know, I have no issue showing you under the hood because you have to work for it. That doesn't change, you know, at the end of the day. So look at what's, what's out there. Talk to other people that are doing well and see what, what you can add and sprinkle to your thing and make sure you have patience, right? The online game is patience. A lot of us can't go past the first page of Google, let alone the first page of Amazon. So really take your time, have patience and listen to other people. That's a quick shout out for you. So absolutely. And interestingly enough, you just said something that I want to share. You said, why keep secrets? Show it's under the hood. The first time I ever came to his office, I was pretty new in the business and he was killing it on Zillow. And we're in the same market. I called him. I'm like, hey, would it be okay if I come to your office and you help share some of your, your what's happening with Zillow? He's like, absolutely. He walked me around his office. He started showing me all the numbers, the conversion rates, how he was getting successful in that way. And now we're totally willing to share with each other, which is why we're here today, right? So for some of you, just have a mindset of abundance. Krista talked about it yesterday, right? When you have that mindset, you all get further. And we'd rather do a transaction with each other, right? When our agents are educated. And so we keep building everyone up and it's just a, a cycle of success. So thank you for being willing to share with me. You know, I think, like I said, this business after 21 years, it's like if we all just instead of like hiding and like, this is my deal, this is my client. Like, that's why I built a, a business where everyone should be a family, should help each other, should share in their successes. If we all came together and stopped thinking like, OK, yes, you have to kill to eat, but like really came together as a community, our consumer base would know what, what they deserve out of a broker and the market would move faster. We'd make more money. At the end of the day, yes, money counts, right? But if you're good at what you do and you're ethical and you respect the game and you help each other, other, you will go very far. Absolutely. Awesome. I like respect the game. Yeah. Uh, Zillow, <laughs> all three, I guess. Uh, you know, Zillow, uh, we're actually number one in the nation, four or five star Zillow reviews. We're actually very passionate about Zillow. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of companies that like to fight against Zillow. I'm not sure why you want to fight the number one, you know, you, you, you know internet user. I, I don't get it, but let them, you know, we'll just keep benefiting from it. Um, anyway, so your question, sorry, they were just playing off of what these guys. No, no, about. it was great. Well, actually, so this is good. So where, so what are the biggest changes you've seen in the real estate uh, industry in the past five years? And then looking forward, do you have any projections on how things may shift over the next 10 
helping people with just doing some some preparation on what to expect. Well, just playing off of both what you guys just talked about. I mean, we have three pillars in North Realty. One is educate, one is to empower, and one is to elevate, right? So ultimately, first of all, in education, you guys, you can't get enough of it. You learn more, you earn more, right? So it's very, very important, these, you know, different events and, and, and coaching and all these you know, team leaders, all these kind of things are so important. Uh, educating. We, we actually create a thing called uh, Northrop Realty, which I'm sorry, Northrop, Northrop University. So it's in a university, sort of like uh, Plank did for University of Maryland. It trains the best, but we only train our agents, right? So the ultimate goal is to really the education first. You know, I always, when I first got in this business, when I was 18 years old, I literally shouted my mother has been doing it for 45 years. I don't care what it was, but whenever I did it, it did it with enthusiasm. If I took that dry cleaning, I did it with enthusiasm, right? I mean, I was a pretty good dry cleaner runner, right? But the point was, is I started learning every street of every house of every location. So really when somebody called me, when I when I first became buyer agent, which is what you typically become when you're a rookie, you know, you I, I knew three other houses they wanted to see when they called me about one. We all just go out and do the one and say, okay, call me later. <laughs> How does that work, right? I mean, it's amazing that you got to know more than the client. You're the professional. So education is so important. It's one of our pillars, okay? So, you know, I, I joke about the fact that when I went to, uh, um, you know, these seniors in high school, I nominated me businessman of the year. Seniors in high school, I mean, in real estate. Why would, what would I talk about in real estate? They want to hear about policemen and firemen and all that stuff. So at the first 20 minutes, they were tuned out. They didn't care about real estate. But then somebody raised their hand in the middle of the audience. Her name was Juliana. And she raised her hand and said, what's my parents' house worth? And I'll never forget the street. It was a little brick house. And I told her what her parents' house was worth. All of a sudden, 300 other hands came up. For a half hour, I answered questions about the value of their properties. That's education, guys. Right? So then you go into empower, empowering people. First of all, again, you got to educate yourself. You got to empower yourself. And then most importantly, you got to elevate yourself. Okay? So when you're empowering yourself, then you're able to empower others. Empower people around you. They should be better after you leave them before, they, before you got there. And I think that's so important in your clients. You got to fall in love with your clients, guys. All my best clients, all my clients are my best friends. You know, what's changed in the last five years or what's made a difference is the traditional model is going and the relationship model has been replaced. You're seeing a lot of difference of relationships, the people referrals, the people that are known in the business. You're not seeing the no names anymore. They used to come in in 2005. There were so many no names. I didn't even know what they were. Right. It was amazing how much people got into business, more professionalism. I think we raised the level of professionalism. This is the second best market I've ever been in my career. OK, the difference between 2005 and, and now is very simple. Our banks are more protective. Our lending is uh, lending has come in a uh, full circle. And we're actually growing in a rate that we should grow with a foundation behind us. So we're going to sustain that. It's going to great October. I call it October. It's the best. Literally, we will sell 500 houses this month alone. Ladies and gentlemen, it will. It will happen. You know why? Because I told them this. I told them this before this. You got to have the goal. You got to have the vision. You got to tell them where they're going to go. Same as your clients. Give them the stories. Let them know what's going to happen. I say it's a short story, nothing personal. But that means I sold your house quickly. Right? It's as simple as that part. And then, of course, the elevate. Guys, elevate is a very good point to, to all of these points. Get around others that have been where you want to go. You know, when I first tried to be number one in the nation, they start, Real Trends came out in 2005 or six. We were number two, my wife and I. We flew around the country. 
Big Monocles out in uh, California, in Orange County. The Ruth Pugh, she was all about buy or die. I was going to follow up till you died. <laughs> I don't care what you were. And that was Century 21. Then it was the Jills down at Cobalt Banker. And then Ryan Surhan, which you actually had here last year. All these great people taught us something. We became number one. Learn from them but then elevate everyone else. And, and then as North of Realty, we give back to everyone that we train. We, we train, we coach them, we give back. And Zig Ziglar says it best. Get others what they want. You're always going to get what you want. And we live by that principle in North uh, uh, Realty. Awesome. Thanks. Very good. All right, cool. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to get my best-selling book, The Hyperlocal, Hyperfast Real Estate Agent, for absolutely free? This book has helped tens of thousands of real estate agents, and now I wanna give it to you for free. All you pay for is the shipping. Look, you can go on Amazon, read all the five-star reviews, and pay $14.99, or you can go to hyperfastfreebook.com and get it for free. All you pay for is the shipping. Again, that's hyperfastfreebook.com. Get your copy today. Again, hyperfastfreebook.com. So, Carrie, you, with the with with your growth, and, and you've got so many different agents on the team now, you're interviewing agents and looking for agents. Imagine you're a buyer and you're interviewing agents for the first time. What kind of advice could you give your new realtors to separate themselves from the competition? Because it's a it's fierce competition out there for lenders and for agents. How would you recommend, what are a few things that they should keep in their mind to separate themselves at that first interview with, with the new buyer? I love this question, Thad. Thank you. I just came up with it. I love it. Um, so if you're an agent who's new to the industry or senior in the industry. I think I was having a conversation yesterday about this. When you imagine that how you generate leads, you're going to have different pillars of success, right? What works with a referral is not the same process that will work with an online lead. When you get a direct referral, many times you're not competing. But if you get a Zillow lead and they're all over online, you have to show up to the appointment really ready to, to compete. So the first thing I would say is know your value proposition. You can't go in there and say, I'm nice. I'm responsive. I'm going to make sure you find the house, right? All of these things, everyone else is going to say. So to me, one of the main things in our market, it moves really, really fast. And most markets in the country, because it is Rocktober, are moving super fast right now, Rocktober, too. Rocktober, baby. Ow! So I would say this, if you know that you can find them properties others can't, and you integrate that into your process, you need to know exactly how you're going to take the buyer through the process, right? To me, it's about, it's a three-step process. It's about first analyzing the buyer's needs. It's very important that you go into the appointment asking the questions about what's most important to them. Some agents have it backwards. They go into the appointment to sell themselves first. That's the wrong approach. It's all about caring about serving the client and finding out the need behind the need for them right? Because what they're telling you they need and what they actually need may not align. They may not be able to afford what they think they need. But if you get into their psychology and their heart and truly want to serve them in that initial intake process, you're going to know how to solve their problems in the end. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes? Okay, cool. So that's the first step of the process. Second step, you have to have a presentation. The presentation needs to help you set expectations and differentiate yourself. So for us, a lot of that differentiation is that we find off-market homes for our clients. Now, we'll sell close to 1,000 homes this year. 
30% of our business is done off market. Okay. So when we're in a meeting, when one of our agents is in a meeting, it's very easy for them to show the numbers associated with that and lock that in as a benefit to the client. Okay. So figure out what yours is. When I first got started in the business, in the, the resale side of things in 2008, I used to talk a lot about my statistics. This is how much I save the average buyer. This is how much closing costs I earn them, right? So I think as the market changes, your value proposition shifts. If there was a ton of inventory, I might not be telling the buyer, I'm going to find you off-market homes because they already have 15 choices. So you have to identify the true needs of the buyer and then have solutions that serve them. Make sense? And then the last phase... I think a huge mistake that buyers, agents make is that they're afraid to communicate the facts to the buyer because they don't want to end the rapport on what the buyer's asking for doesn't exist. So I'm actually going to go deep into this part of the process later in the day or tomorrow. I can't remember when, but it's all about getting to the point that the buyer could have bought at least three properties that sold in the last 90 days. That is my firm belief. If you do that in the initial meeting, you're setting up the buyer to have realistic expectations and you're using the market stats to paint that picture as opposed to winging it or jumping in the car with the buyer and trying to pull them around until they reset their expectations. So I think the most important thing is having a process, caring deeply about serving them, and then finding a way to use market statistics to set the right path forward. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Very good. All right. So Samer, we'll, we'll go back over here. Uh, obviously, there's different ways to do this business. Uh, solo agent, team, and then somewhere in the middle sometimes. Uh, assuming, well, actually, I don't want to assume that at all. But if, if you feel one is better than the other, or, or maybe what's the value added of it, uh, as, as joining a team, especially as a newer agent? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think team is family. I think team can be defined as m multiple things. Um, but, you know, over my time, I've been on my own. And, you know, as a leader, it's time to reverse engineer what you can't do. Right. That's how I create job descriptions. Um, and so ultimately, you know, I said I can't be at the same place at the same time. So as I remember buying my first zip code on Zillow in Hyattsville for 105 bucks up to the 75 grand a month I was at for the last six years, I was able to find a, a value add by buying leads, building systems, having technology, having mentorship, really changing the archaic business that we're in um, by giving value. Without a client, there's no appraiser, there's no home inspector, there's no banker, there's no blah, 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 right? Um, so ultimately, I was able to find my variable that to add you know, fire to, this, to the market for me and then creating teams. Um, and I think the way of the future is super teams. They went from like, you know, basic by yourself to an admin, to a teammate, to multiple people, to now... You know, I got 50 agents and we're all one big team. Um, and ultimately under there, there's multiple layers. But I think that it's nice to know that if, uh, you know, depending on the person, I mean, personality from the lead generation world for me was always great because I could always throw the ball to the right connection between the consumer and the agent. I was really good at that saying, okay, well, I think you're a better fit for these people. Um, it's all about the consumer experience at the end of the day right? There's too many choices online for somebody to choose. So what differentiates you? For us going into any meeting, it's understanding their goals and being their partner, right? I'm not here to be your agent. Look, we're people first before we're real estate agents. Um, so ultimately, it is about 
having that connection, building that rapport, building that trust. I pretty much know who you are in 10, 15 seconds. Um, I would assume that somebody else that I'm dealing with is going to size me up that quickly too. Um, I've learned how to say no to deals. I think you'll learn over time to say no. If I start negotiating with a client or one of my agents negotiate with a buyer, it might not be the best fit, right? Um, but having a team just allows you to be in more places. It allows somebody who has very little experience to level up very quickly. It allows to give you the systems and the tools that you need. You may not be able to afford leads and technology and all this stuff to ramp you up. Well, great. Being a part of a team can help you do that. It makes you learn the process because at the end of the day, we all can go red light, green light, but it's all about how, how we get there, right? There's everyone has their own process and the creativity, but being a part of a team, like I said, it's a sense of family, camaraderie, collaboration. You can learn a lot. And if you are very open-minded, yes, I know everyone wants to be on the come up and be on the cover of the magazine. And I want to sell $1 billion, but I didn't get where I'm at without letting go. I didn't get where I'm at without hiring other people to help me and to listen. I didn't get where I'm at without listening to Craig or Carrie um, or just being humble, right? I mean, you have to be humble. You have to know that you still don't know everything. And if you sit here and can tell me you know everything, man, I mean, I, I pretty much, I probably won't believe you. Uh, but ultimately, team is the way of the future. There is going to be, to me, a purge of the agent. It's going to happen. And ultimately, you have to figure out what sells you or what sets you apart, really. And to me, I've learned to be to be real, real people doing real estate. That's awesome. Real people doing real estate. I like it. Yeah. They, uh, somebody asked me one time, they said, are you a full-time agent? I said, no, no, ma'am. I'm an all the time agent. <laughs> you know, one of the things you got to be right now, and this is you need to be an all the time agent. I'm telling you it, you know, you talk about, first of all, my biggest success rates for why we're one of the top of Zillow is response time, right? People judge your response time on respect right? In respect of them. How important are you is how fast you get back to that client. I get back so fast, by the time they hang up the phone, I'm in their house. How are you? <laughs> it's pretty cool, right? Muhammad Ali, you know, that's that thing, right? Anyway, my point is, is, is that, you know, that it, there's a passion to that. And, and, you know, making real estate a business is one of the keys. You know, when I knew back in 2000, building a team, I had to create others to do better, right? Empower. We talk about empowering others. You know, if you, if somebody can do it 70% of what you could do it yourself, delegate it because you're never going to find it hundred percent, 70%. So we created what they call the IBM approach to real estate, which IBM is dated now. I feel dinosaurish between these two, but anyway, irrelevant of that, they broke it down to really five categories. One was client care coordinators. You need that person to take them from you know, start to finish, that person that's going to take care of the paperwork. Guys, agents are not good at paperwork. I'm an agent. I can tell you that, right? Number two, staging. How's it, you know, staging, home marketing consultants, right? You got to have them. How's their stage up 50% faster? How's our stage up 17% more money? Bam, you got to have them, right? And then you've got uh, marketing. You got to have good marketing. The interesting thing about marketing, which I love about what he said, was he spent money early. You guys spend money for a minute. It doesn't do anything. You just turn off the picket. Oh, God, it didn't work. What's well, not going to work? Branding, branding, ladies and gentlemen, is consistency everywhere. If you walk through this office, you'll see where you're at. <laughs> I hope you know where you're at because it shows you everywhere. That's where branding's about. You've got to keep doing it. It's consistency. 
Then we have, of course, the IT department. Lord knows I have people that know stuff. I, I did my first FaceTime listing appointment. I couldn't believe it. It was quite interesting, you know, through the pandemic. That was a first for me. And it was, she was an 80 year old lady doing it with FaceTime. This was fun. Like we were both kind of like, really, we felt dinosaur. You're talking about dinosaur. We were doing it, right? It was good stuff, right? And then the last one is training, our training department. We, you know, we, we're very passionate about training. We're very passionate about coaching and schooling and education. I mean, just is. You can always learn. You got to keep your open minded, which again, echoing your point, be around others. And I call it level up, right? Leveling up. When I play tennis, I play up to learn more. Be around of like minded people. If you're the top of the class, you're in the wrong class. Okay. Find a different class. Okay. And it is that way. And with education, with brokerages, guys, it should be a mandated three transactions for every new rookie, period. I'm trying to institute that in my area because the rookies need to be educated before you put them out on the street. It's easier to get your real estate license than a driver's license, guys, okay? So at the end of the day, we need more education there. So we mandate mentorships and we mandate at least three transactions that way. So these are just things we're trying to keep their level of professionalism, which is to your point, uh, even better and through education, I think. Yeah. Can awesome. I answer the same question? Let's have it's it. such a good one. Thad's original question was about whether you would give someone the advice to become a solo agent or join a team, right? For me, I just take a look at the stats in our area. And I think anyone entering the real estate field, I know there's a lot of people watching today that are brand new to the industry that are trying to figure out how to navigate and be successful. But here are the facts. 90% of the people who get their real estate license will not be doing real estate a year later. 95% won't be doing real estate five years later. Well, why is that? It's because people are so focused on working their sphere of influence and working social media and they're distracted from what will actually cause success for them, right? The average agent in this corridor, which do you guys know how much it costs to live in this corridor, right? The average agent is making $32,000. That is pathetic and sad. Well, why is it? Because they don't have the money to then lead generate. So they're in this vicious, vicious cycle. They're doing things that are not generating money for them. And that's why the failure rate is so high. So to me, if you're going to come into the business, you're going to move into this quarter and you're going to try and do it on your own and you're going to compete with me, the chances are you're going to lose, right? That's just a fact. If I go into the listing appointment and you do, the seller would have to have a really big heart and fall in love with you to hire you instead of me. So it would be smarter of you to join a team where you have leads, you have training, you have support, and you have statistics that you're plugging into so that you get the experience and the track record. And the industry is changing. The solo agent isn't celebrated anymore. They're just not. People, when, when they're interviewing, and a lot of times they're not just choosing a referral anymore, they are interviewing. That's a trend that's changing too. And they're focused on the online reviews. So if you look at any of our companies, we have hundreds of online reviews. If you're brand new and you're a solo agent and you plug into Keller Williams down the street, here's the fact. When someone looks at you online, Sam just said this earlier, you have an online resume, right? Well, your online resume just does not stack up. So you have to think about it from the perspective of what are the choices I need to make to be set up for success? And then I'll say this to have longevity with your team members, there has to be constant growth. 
There has to be unlimited income opportunity. And I think where some team leaders get confused is they stop valuing the growth of their people. I hear team leaders sometimes say, this person's making too much money, or this is not, this isn't what I want my my agent's growth to look like. They're doing, they're not doing enough transactions or blah, blah, blah. Okay, hold on. What is the next step for them that keeps them wanting to be on the team? We have people that are joining our team that have been in the business for 14 years, but they're seeing they can grow their own team here and have tremendous success. So make sure if you're the leader, you're always setting your people up to be able to make more money and have more success. And then you'll keep people for a long time as well. Awesome. Yeah. Solo agents has feelings too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just remind me of that. <laughs> there is there are three ways to make money in real estate. There isn't in the stocks and in, in, in the recruiting. It's really simple. Guys, sell more houses. That's the first. You can be solo or team, right? Teams do help you get there faster. Okay. I want to support both these guys in the team world. Second is be a team, be part of a team. Very passionate about that. Hence, we build a team and then own investment properties, you know, whether it be flips or rentals. They're really the three only ways to make money in real estate in all truth. Uh, well, got a few minutes left. Um, maybe we'll just go back down if there's anything that's not touched on, anything fresh on your mind you'd like to impart. Um, this has been insightful for me, and I'm just a lender. So I don't know. <laughs> just a lender. You're not just a lender. Just you a lender. are the man. The thank man. you. I just want to say thank you for having me. There's always something to learn. I think it's, you know, I think I've learned that, you know, for me, I've hired a partner as of last year to take on my self-generated business to be more of a leader, uh, to, I've stopped taking leads about seven years ago, pivoting into a new role at my firm, uh, we're building our departments, like I'm having fun building teams, uh, like right now, for example, we built a huge, robust ISA department to handle like the old leads that you can't get a hold of, that brings back as an appointment, we've created agents on demand to support the agent, where if you have a second showing, third showing, an inspection, open house, you press a button, schedules it, we pay for that. We have runners, they'll put up your lock boxes and your signs. So I've been just working really hard on making the lead game and the real estate game so efficient where all the leads we get are phone calls, their property tour requests or the person's on the phone. So you either make or break it in the first 10 seconds. So it's literally like online dating very fast. <laughs> so ultimately I'm just having fun building systems and making things efficient, taking a very old business and finding something that for me to have fun and a challenge. I think I've crushed it all my career. It's not about numbers, numbers, who cares? All that matters at the end of the day, just like if I sat with you as selling your house, it's all about your experience with me. It's not about the past. Maybe the past brought us together, but it's about forward. So I'm excited about where the future is going. I love the fact that I think agents are going to be consolidated. And uh, ultimately, just because I say consolidate doesn't mean you can't be with true leaders and work together, you know, to, to grow something. Awesome. I mean, yeah, obviously echoing that make real estate fun again. You got to have fun. Really? Let's make it fun again. Obviously, it, 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 the clients need it right now more than ever. The first time I met a client after the pandemic kind of, you know, we shut down and all that. We were allowed to go out. The client didn't want me to leave. They said, I'm enjoying this. I want you to stay. I've been alone for a week. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> I mean, it's amazing. I'm like, right. They just didn't want me to leave. You know, as I tell my agents, don't leave without the paperwork. This was like, they didn't want me to leave, period. I already had the paperwork. This was, this was way after that, you know? Uh, anyway, so it's just fun. But really, I leave you with this. is not, you know, I always say it best is knowledge is confidence. Confidence is trust. Trust is sale, Right. 
in our business, you got to have the knowledge first. You're getting it today and the next two days. Just great job there, just how she does it, right? That confidence. People want confidence more than ever right now. And most importantly, they want to trust you. Okay? They got to know you care, period, first. They're not going to trust you if they don't know you care. If you don't care culture, I call it a care culture, and care for everyone. And watch how your business grows one care client at a time. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. Hmm, last nuggets to leave everybody on. I guess I would say choose the optimistic path because if your mindset is optimistic and you plan on winning, you will, right? If you feel yourself getting pulled down, you have to figure out personally for you what's going to bring you back. For some of us, it's exercise, not me right now. For some of us, it's just plugging into the right regimen. Like uh, some people need the right schedule. Some people need to surround themselves by different people. But be really honest with yourself. And if you're not in the right mindset to approach this business with gusto and enthusiasm, then you just need to take a few minutes and make some different decisions about how you're spending your time again, who you're surrounding yourself with and what your vision and your goals are and be fearless about your goals. Because if you set high goals and you have a lot of fun achieving them, you're going to keep winning every single year and it's going to be a pathway for more and more and more success. So I appreciate all of you taking the time to be with us today on this panel and at this event. Um, I get really excited about it. Yesterday, if you saw me walking around, Lana's video when she was presenting the clients with the Colorado sign, I had black under my eyes for the next two hours from crying. So going back to the care culture, when you embed processes in your business that uplift you and make you feel more optimistic about life and more optimistic about who you get to serve, those touching moments are going to fuel your passion. And there's two really passionate business leaders right here. And I think you see a third in me. So make sure that you're setting up your business that way. So you get to have that passion and drive and just ambition for success every single day. Uh, 2020, Canberra 2021. Listen, I wish everyone well. Definitely get out of your own way. Okay. It's first and foremost. And uh, take your time and talk to people and pivot and adapt and be creative. And it's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. Uh, but it, you know, get with other like-minded people, other people that can push you and you can push back. Like I said, I'm not here to be anyone's boss at my firm. For example, I'm their partner. I'm, I'm their equal. And if you're not in that type of culture, then you're in the wrong place. Just keep that in mind. All right. Wow. So cheers to all of you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.